Pastor Michael E. Tom. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tom, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael Eaton, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Divine Faith or other Ministry is all on the internet. Now, let's get into the word. Thank you who are here in the household of the Lord, in your heart, we know is at the hospital, mm-hmm. that you've decided to come and to worship yes. God. Amen. 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 As always, we want to continue in casting a vision for our church. Mm-hmm. Amen. The Bible says that upon this profession of Peter's faith, that the gates of Hades will not prevail. And since we believe that Jesus is our rock today, we believe that the gates of Hades cannot prevail within our church. All right. Amen. And that we're still casting the vision and that we're still believing. It's, it's easy to believe when you may have the numbers. Come on, come on. But God is not into numbers. He's into himself. Mm-hmm. And he kind of figured that if he's on your side, then who in the world can be against you? All right. Amen. Yes, sir. Amen. So we continue to cast this vision uh, of building in Jesus' name and asking you to get there before you get there. If you can't see it, that's all right. You got to see it by faith anyway. Amen. 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 We still believe. Amen. All right. Amen. 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 Bethlehem. Get it right. Oh, that sounds good. Let's do that again. Bethlehem. Get it right. We are getting it right within the household of the Lord this year. God is getting us right for our destiny. Amen. 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 We continue in our series this morning as we have been getting right in or with the matriarchs. We've been standing on Luke chapter 8 verses 48 in the EST for he said to her daughter your faith has made you well go in peace. We're learning from these women of faith and we're definitely need to apply it in our time what we're facing right now we have to have faith to believe that we can leave here with peace knowing that Jesus is on our side that Jesus has our back that Jesus is in the midst of everything that we're going through women of faith and this morning 
we're going to apply our faith as we look at Genesis chapter 16, verses 11 through 16. All right. Genesis 16, 11 through 16. Please stand in reverence to the word of God. Uh, stand symbolically saying that I will stand on the word of God. We're sharing a message this morning. The God who sees me. The God who sees me. El-Roi. El-Roi. All right. Uh, let's read this out loud together at the same time on three. One, two, three. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now pregnant, and you will give birth to a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Beer Laron. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. Amen. Let me see that in the household of the Lord. We're sharing a message again today. The God who sees, the God who sees, El Roddy. El Roddy. Hebrew word. We're going to talk on around three points, a pregnancy, a crisis pregnancy, a clarion prophecy, and a creator's peak. We want Christians to know this morning that Christians should trust God in their crisis. Mm -hmm. Christians should trust God in their crisis. I know that's right. Today we are studying... Looking on around the story of Hagar. Many of you may not know her story, but there are a lot of women who are living her life today. Uh, she winded up being Abraham's, in modern days, term surrogate. God had promised Abraham that he would give him a, a child and make him. A, a ruler or his seed of many a large a large nation and Abraham was 75 when God spoke to him and in this text uh, how old is he? 86. and he's in his 80's and it's been about 10, 11, 12 years 86 86 so it's been all that time where they had to wait on the Lord to give them a promised child from 75 to 86. Oh, and naturally you would think that God would have uh, done his promise sooner than later. He was already 75 and, 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 Abraham, and Sarah uh, was not a spring chicken. Hello somebody. Right. You will note that this was before he changed their names, by the way. Right. 
Oh, and you would have thought that. Oh, that God would have moved when, when He said at that moment in time. You would have thought that time was of the essence. But it seemed like God, like in many of our circumstances today, it seems like God is tarrying. Yes, sir. And it seemed like that, 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 that He's not answering our prayers. It seemed like that He's, he's not moving. It, it, it seemed like, oh, that He has forgotten you. But, oh, we can learn from Abraham. Don't ever try to help God out to accomplish His will. Because whenever you try to help God out to accomplish His will, guess what? It's going to end up being a lot of drama. Hello, somebody. And in this text, we have the ultimate baby mama drama. Hello, somebody. In this text, we have, oh, a man in love with his wife. And Hagar is the other woman. That, that sounds like modern day terms to me where there's some single women that are giving their lives away to married men. And married men don't never leave their wives. Hello, somebody. They most likely will put you away like Hagar in the text. She, she got put away. Oh, because Sarah oh, got mad at him. We're going to learn her story oh later today but uh, oh there are a lot of folk hello somebody listen to the sound of my voice you're you're like Hagar and you have to live like Hagar lived because Hagar would go on to live and be a a single parent and a single parent with with a child and she would have to depend upon the very same God of Abraham and Sarah. Hello, something. And what we got to realize is God is bigger than the folk that mess stuff up in the church. Hello, somebody. Oh, we may not be living right. Oh, but that doesn't mean that God is not right. Hello, somebody. Oh, let me say that again. For somebody, listen, that sound my voice and say, I'm not going to church because of those hypocrites. Guess what? We're all hypocrites in one way or another. So you might as well go and join any church that you join today. Oh, it's hypocrite Baptist church. Hello, somebody. Oh, oh, you may say, but I'm not a part of a Baptist church. It's a non-denominational church, but it's hypocrite. A non-denominational church. Hello, somebody. Independent church. Hello, somebody. Oh, assembly of uh, hypocrites. Hello, somebody. My Lord. Because there are no perfect churches. Because there are no perfect people. And when you get people involved, people, even people of God, will try to help God out. And when they help God out, they have a lot of drama. Hello, somebody. And that's why I like to say I'd rather do nothing and have peace. Oh, and trust in the Lord than try to help God out and then get into all of this drama that can happen in our lives. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, I'd rather have peace, trusted in God. Because he, 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 he was 86 years old and God wasn't going to move until he was 99 regardless of what he did. Hello, somebody. He had to wait in faith. And somebody here today, God is saying that you've got to wait in faith. It seemed like that God is not moving. It seemed like that God is not delivering. It seemed like that God has forgotten you. God says today, I made a promise. And I want you to know that I'm a promise keeper. And as a result, you can trust in God and God alone and nobody else. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. 
But Abraham and Sarah messed up. It messed up. And it, and it was Sarah's plan. Sarah came up with the idea because Abraham was 86. God promised him at 75. He was 86. And she just didn't believe that God was going to work or move. So she decided to do what a lot of folk do. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a surrogate. Hello in modern day terms. And he used her, and she used her maid servant in her. And that was Hagar. Hello somebody. And she came. It was her plan. Hello, somebody. And guess what? A husband listened to. It. Hello, hello, somebody. Oh, the kingdom men we're talking about. The men should not sit silent when their wives try to lead them astray. Hello, somebody. Oh, come on and talk to us, Adam and Eve. Oh, for when Eve was talking to the devil, guess where Adam was? He was right there beside her, but what? He didn't say nothing. Somebody. It should have been. Abraham that said woman oh like Job said about his wife you must be a foolish woman hello somebody he should have said hey God or Sarah I'm going to trust in the Lord I'm not going to listen to you it seemed like God won't work it seemed like God won't move but I'm going to stand on the word of God and God said it and that settles it hello somebody but like always men when you don't stand on God's word, yes, sir. there's going to be drama in your household. Hello, somebody. And it works for women, too. When you don't stand on God's word, it's going to be drama in your house. And here we are getting the story of the drama. Let's look at this little vignette, and then we'll get into the word itself. That's Abraham and Sarah, by the way. Pregnant now, working around the house. Hey, go. Hagger, go do some laundry. Oh, no, I got your husband's baby. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my beautiful wife, how are you today? Not good. What happened? Hagger's acting like she's better than me because she has a baby. <laughs> My Lord. Well. Tiger, get out of my house. No, Lord. That's the word. Amen. Along comes Angie. Amen. Amen. A little simple, but it's the story. <laughs> we see the story, and we see uh, point number one: uh, a a crisis pregnancy. The angel of the Lord also said to her, "You are now pregnant, and you will give birth 
to a son and you shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard of your miseries. We see today that God is manifested. The God who sees is manifested in a crisis situation. This was a crisis time because uh, as you saw in the video, uh, oh, uh, after she got pregnant, uh, oh, then Sari, uh, Sari began to give her drama. Hello, somebody. And we have on scripture, oh, baby mama trauma, and she began to treat her badly. She began to treat her rudely. Oh, uh, she didn't like her no more, even though it was her idea. Have you ever been in a situation uh, where you suffer from somebody else's idea. All you was doing is going along with what they said and then it turned on you and now, oh, they're blaming you for their idea. Hello, They're blaming you for the troubles that they came up with within themselves and it was in the middle of a crisis. Is there anybody here today in the middle of a crisis? The good news is is God manifests itself in the midst of a crisis. She came in contact with a God who sees in the middle of a crisis. And I'm so glad that God could see. I'm so glad that God didn't take their side. I'm so glad that God could see her misery. And there's somebody here today, you're wondering if God can see me. Oh, you're wondering if God can see my misery. You're wondering and you're thinking that God has somehow forgotten you and you like Sarah you want to take things in your own hands I don't know how many of you watch scandal I don't watch it that sister Eton show and if I'm, if I'm in there I look at the TV but I saw this last episode where this woman was trying to get her, I believe it was her congressman's attention and he wouldn't uh, see her hello somebody and because her son had been killed by the government and they were saying that her son was a uh, terrorist hello somebody and she uh, oh, put uh, Liv uh, on retainer and she went uh, and strapped the bomb on herself uh, and went to a congressman's office uh, and said you going to listen to me now you're going to see me now she took things in her own hands and that's how a lot of folk do oh it kind of seem like God is not listening when it seems like you think that God ain't hearing you you try to take things in your own hands to get folks attention to get folk to listen to you to get folk to see you but God says today that I am a God who sees and in the middle of the crisis he manifests himself say to your neighbor neighbor neighbor, neighbor, God sees you in the middle of your crisis God sees you God sees your misery God sees your toil God sees you struggling God sees you crying in the middle of the night God sees you in your prayer closet laid out crying and weeping through the night God sees you mourning God sees you going through your tribulation God sees you and I am so glad oh that in the middle of crisis that God knows how to manifest himself it was a pregnancy crisis hello somebody here today oh your crisis is not a pregnancy now but it was back 
in. Hello, somebody. Oh, your prayer, oh, your crisis is not pregnancy, but you're in the middle of a crisis, and you're wondering whether or not God cares. You're wondering whether or not God sees. And God says to you today, I see you. Oh, and I hear you. And I am God. Oh, that word of the God who sees starts out with L. L means mighty. L means strength. So a God who's mighty and a God who has strength can see you. Hello, somebody. And he can turn and flip situations upside down. He can manifest himself in ways that you'll never know. And I'm so glad that in the middle of my crisis that God can see me. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, God can see me in my misery. Oh, Israel, Exodus 3, uh, uh, 9, it says, And now the cries of Israel has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have oppressed them. God say, God seen the misery. God, God heard the cries. God saw what they was going through. And God is God, and God alone all by himself. And he's, uh, oh, he's able to see you, but he's also able to, to touch you. Hello, somebody. All right. In the middle of your crisis, yes, say to your neighbor, 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 I need a touch from God right I now. Right in the middle of my crisis. Right. Because God sees me. God sees me. Here's a little vignette that, that, that tells the, the new covenant of what was going to happen as a result of God seeing her. she made the promise to me that Ishmael well, That's Hagar. A proper rendering of, of who she was. There is like 20 nations of Arabs. And they are all me and my son's people. So. Hey man, and any of you who know anything about going on in the world today, God kept this clarion prophecy. Because God uh, met her and saw her and he said that he was going to bless her son. And the Bible says that in verse 12 that he will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hands uh, against him. Uh, and he will live in hostility towards uh, all his brothers. Uh, and there's people in the world today trying to get peace uh, in the Middle East. Uh, but don't you know that those 20 nations of Arabs uh, will never get alone because they are Ishmael's whole descendants and Ishmael and Isaac the Jewish nation is still fighting today and while there will never be peace in the Middle East not until Jesus come anyway it's because of this prophecy guess what all of the fighting it says that he was going to be a wild donkey of a man his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hands will be against him and he will live in hostility towards all of his brothers and don't you know that hostility that drama is still going on today hello somebody because it was God's clarion prophecy of the kind of man that he would be and God is a promise keeper hello somebody God said it and that settles it oh there will be no peace in the Middle East because of this clarion prophecy oh in Jesus name oh not 
until Jesus comes again. Hello, So we see that God is a promise keeper to Hagar in the middle of her pregnancy crisis. In the middle where the people of God had did her wrong. But God raised up a nation through her seed. And God is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Because, oh, I hear him prophesying to you today that he's going to take care of you. You don't have to be concerned about them church folk. You don't have to be concerned about folk that did you wrong. You don't have to be concerned about your baby daddy. You don't have to be concerned about your wayward kids. Because God says that he's going to be with you. God says that he's going to touch you. God says that he sees you. Oh, in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God sees me. He's going to move on my behalf in Jesus' name. God. He is a promise keeper. God sees your misery and He's going to touch and He's going to move on your behalf. You don't have to be afraid of life. You don't have to be afraid of death. You don't have to be afraid of anything in between a life and death because God is God and He's bigger than everything that you're facing right now. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. neighbor. God is God. And he's bigger. He's bigger. And what you're facing. In Jesus' name, a, a clarion prophecy. God saw her. She was being mistreated by the church folk. God saw her. She got kicked out. God saw her. She didn't know how she was going to make it. But God saw her. Oh, the one thing that's unique in the text. Oh, after the clarion prophecy. Let's, let's go ahead and see this and then we'll, we'll go ahead and close it. This little bit yet. Any words of wisdom from Hagar to you today? I am Hagar, and I am here to tell you girls today, you know, things may seem like it's getting bad sometimes, but really it's not. As long as you keep God on your side and know that Jesus Christ is our Savior, then you will be fine. It is okay for you to be a single mother, but you just have to stick through it and just stay strong. Come to church and be in God's vision at all times. You will be able to be successful and your kids will be successful. Stay strong and just teach your kids to love God and love Christ and you will be able to make it through this world. Believe it or not. Amen. And praise the Lord. God says, He's speaking to some of you here today. Jeremiah 29 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. And not harm you. Plans uh, to give you hope uh, and a future. And she met and she met God, uh, and she called him El Roy, Roy, Roy uh, oh, which means, uh, oh, a God who sees uh, in the middle of her misery. God saw her in the middle of, of her trials uh, when people were overlooking her, when she couldn't get anybody else's attention. Uh, oh, God saw her, uh, and God. I said to her uh, in the words of Jeff, I know the plans I have for you. Oh, though they're going to want to try to mistreat you, but I've got plans uh, for you and that baby boy. I've got plans for And if you're here today uh, and still breathing breath uh, in your life, uh, oh, then you, God says, uh, I have plans uh, for you. Don't give up hope. Uh, don't give up 
upon your future. I know you're going through a, a hard time. I know it's a bad time. I know you're going through miseries right now. But God says, oh, there's hope for you. God says, there's a future for you. God says, I not only want to bless you, but I want to bless your seed. God says, don't give up. God says, don't give in. God says, I have something for you. God says to you in that individual situation that you're going through, he said to you today, I see you. Hello, somebody, and I hear you. Hello, somebody. Oh, I'm so glad that I don't have to have be like that commercial where they always saying, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? I'm so glad that my God has good reception. I'm so glad that my God never shuts down. I'm so glad that my God is not treating us a dollar cent. Oh, in debt. I'm so glad that I have a God that can speak to me in the middle of my trials, in the middle of my situation, and say, I see you. I see your misery, but I've got plans for you. Don't give up. In Jesus' name, say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, don't give up. In Jesus' name, because God has plans for you. In Jesus' name, because a, a, a creator would, would peep, hello, somebody. That's what the young folk here used to say, see, hello, somebody. Oh, a creator's peep. For he says, in verse 13, he says, she gave this name to the Lord and spoke to her. It says, you are the God who sees me. Hello, somebody, a personal pronoun. You see me. Oh, the old folk used to sing, pass me not. Oh, gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. While who knows thou art calling, right. do not pass me by. That personal pronoun, do not pass. Oh, she said, God sees me. Hello, somebody. And she said, I have now seen the one who sees me in the middle of her crisis. There was a manifestation of God. God saw her, oh, in the middle of her misery. God saw her in the middle of her turmoil. God, oh, saw her and she said, I have seen, oh, and I thank you, Lord, that in the middle of my misery, you can open my eyes that I may see. She said that God saw me first and then I had my eyes open and I began to see him. Hello, Somebody. And this morning, God wants to open somebody's eyes. He knows you're going through a lot. You're going through misery. It's not a good time. But God says, can you see me now? Hello, somebody. Can you hear me now? Hello, somebody. I'm opening your eyes that you may see. Oh, that very same God. Oh, when Abraham and Sarah would throw her out again. Oh, and she would leave her little boy at the at the tree to die oh God would see her again and open up a well for her. hello somebody God saw you then and he sees you now say to your neighbor neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. God saw you then in your misery 
And God sees you now in the midst. Meaning God has a history. God has a track record. Hello somebody. And if you know him. And if he delivered you before. Guess what? He can deliver you again. Give God a hand kind of praise. Up in here. Up in here. Oh. I love that text. You are the God who sees me. She said. And then she said. I have seen. The one who sees who sees me. Hello, somebody. God saw her. And then she saw God. Wow. That's deep. That's deep. That's deep. In the middle of her crisis, God saw her. And then she saw God. Hello, somebody. You better go back with your new set of eyes. Hello, somebody. Because that's what God told her the first time. He didn't say, I saw your misery. Right. And I'm going to let you go on your way. Now, he said, I saw your misery. Right. But I want you to go back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, that, that's deep for somebody. Because she didn't go back the same. No. She, she saw the God that saw her first. And she had to go back with a new eyesight. Hello, somebody. And when she went back in a new eyesight, she saw God in everything. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Can, can you see God in everything? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God's trying to give you some new eyes. And he's telling you to go back to the situation. Go back to the hospital. Go back. Oh, to your child. Go back to that marriage. Go back to your misery and singling. Go back. Oh, but when you go back, you're not going back the same. I saw you. Now you see me. And when you see me, guess what? You can make it through your misery. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Ooh, that's deep, that's deep, that's deep. That needs to marinate. All right. When God sees you and then you see God, that means you can go back to the situation. But you won't go back the same. You're going to go back with different eyes. And you're going to see as God sees. Hello, somebody. A creator speak. Hello, somebody. Because you know, when she went back, no matter what Sarah did to her, guess what? She knew that God was on her side. Hello, somebody. Oh, she may have had to go back to some of the same misery, but she knew that God was on her side. And when you know God is on your side, he will give you strength Oh, to go back to work, give you strength to go back to that difficult marriage, to give you strength to go back to that difficult hospital room, to give you strength Oh, to go back, oh, and talk to that difficult child, to go back, oh, and look at that difficult bank account, to go back, because you not, you don't see the situation no more. All right. You see God. And the same way Peter saw God, when he was looking at God, as long as he was, had his focus on God, guess what? He could do the impossible. He could walk on the waves of water. How do you walk on waves? <laughs> Hello, so not just waters, because it was in the midst of a storm. 
He was able to walk uh, on the waves of water through the storm, through the trials, through the situation. Oh, because he wasn't looking at, at first, the storm. He wasn't looking at, oh, the waves and the winds. He, he wasn't even listening to the storm because he was so focused on who God was. He was able to walk across the trials, to walk across the misery, to walk across the storms, to walk across. God says, you keep my your eyes on me and you can make it through this difficult time. All right. Folks will wonder, why is this guy or this girl, this lady, why do they have so much peace? You can tell me because God saw me and then I saw God. Yeah. My Lord. <laughs> and because I was able to go back because I I saw God, I could I could get through this cancer. Hello, Reverend Boy. Alright. I, I, I could get through this pneumonia. Hello, Deacon Melvin. I, I could get through the death of my mother. Hello, sister Helen. I, I could get through, oh, my mother being at heaven's door. Hello, Jones family. I, I, I can get through this because uh, right. I, I see my Lord. Yeah, oh, I see my Lord. Amen. Yeah. Amen. yeah. But not only that, he saw me first. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, he did. Huh? Yes, Amen. And because he saw me. Yeah. Huh? I can see him. Thank you, Lord. No, it's not an easy time, church. Yes. And I've been interceding and I've been praying for you. Yes. And God has sent me here this morning to let you know that he sees you. All right. Amen. Oh, and that you are not alone. Right. Amen. He's right there by your side. Amen. Go ahead and give God a hand of praise up in here. And because, he, because he's there, you can see him in the midst of it all. Amen. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. <laughs> and you can see and look at mama and say, Mama's knocking on heaven's door. Mm. Yeah, Mama says she's tired. Mm. Yeah. Mama says she's going to walk through that door. Mm. Yeah. And like Sunday school says, it's not about me. Right. Hello. Amen. Hello, somebody. Amen. <laughs> it's not about me. I just humbly submit to what his will is. Yeah. yeah. All right. And whatever his will is. That's it. He's going to give me the power to make it through. In Jesus' name. Give God a hand clap of praise. Up in here, up in here. In Jesus' name. We can make it, church. Yes, sir. Amen. In Jesus' name, though, though the storms are raging and the floods are flooding and, and everything seems to be falling apart, we can make it church because God sees us and because God saw me, I can see Him and I keep my eyes on Him and I go forward in Jesus' name. I have the victory, church. Amen.
Yeah. Hello, son. Mr. Nisha, you have the victory. Yeah. Raising God's hands. All right. Yes, sir. You, you have the victory. Victory. Man. Hello, somebody up in here. Man. You have the victory. Yeah. All eyes closed. Saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? I'm so glad. In the middle of that garden of Gethsemane. When Jesus was in the midst, in the midst of his misery. And he was struggling, trying to make it through. I'm so glad that God saw him. And because God saw him, he was able to see God. And he was able to pray, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. It's not about me anymore. It's all about you. And if that means I have to suffer, then guess what? I'm willing to suffer. Hello, somebody. And he said, not my will, but thy will be done. And he got up from that garden's prayer. And he went through a deadly time to where they said, crucify him. And they beat him. And they mocked him. And they scorned him. But God saw him. Hello, somebody. And he saw God. And he took that crown. And he took that cross. And he took it through the streets of Jerusalem uh, to that corner to that hill called Golgotha they nailed him to the cross oh God saw him and he saw God and up on that cross between two thieves he said I give my ghost up cause they couldn't take it away and they put him down off of that cross put him in that uh, dollar tomb but the Bible says that on the third day I said on the accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. God says today accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Believe that he's God's only son. That he died for your sins. Was buried and got up on the third day. And if you can believe that gospel story then today you can be saved. Is there one today as the music is played? You may be here today and you're already saved, but you need a church home. Then we want you to come on down and join us. Bethlehem is not the perfect church, but it does have the perfect God. Yeah, Amen. Hello, somebody. Yes, the God that searches our hearts and know our minds works according to his will. If you need a church home, we want you to come right now. Maybe you have a church home and you say, preacher, and deacons pray for me. 
I'm going through a hard time. Hello again, this is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God. The thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And praise the Lord. If you pray that prayer for the first time, then the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living king, you have to find God's family, and that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born to the household of faith here at Bethlehem. Again, we're at 311 North Dunbar in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We'd love to see you in our services. And if you're listening throughout the world, listen throughout the United States, Canada, United Kingdom, or even China. We're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching, Bible-living church where you can grow up in the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home, a baby born. Needs to be a baby born in the family. Because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us the final benediction. A benediction is the final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home. And put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Weeton, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to 
thank God for how he's working in your life. But we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to Vision to Reality and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, state-of-the-arts build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.